Hi everyone, welcome back to Little Wisdom. This is Shub and in today's episode, how to deal with difficult people. Now, the very first thing I learned when I started my career in a wildlife park that used to see thousands of visitors every day from all over the world was stay calm. This is the number one rule we all had to imbibe by because we were running the operations and it's guided me through various interactions with people who would otherwise make you raise your eyebrows and fume at the ears. If you've ever been in the service line, regardless of which field or which industry exactly, you know exactly what I'm talking about. From having people yelling in our face, having to put uh, an end to, to physical fights, confronting people who have committed theft, to visitors who are angry that it rained and they want you to do something about it. Yeah. Let's face it, difficult people are everywhere. They share this planet with us and no matter which country you live in, what culture you're from, encountering difficult people is something none of us are immune to. So, while we can't control them if we meet them or not, there are some things we can do to ease the tension and most importantly, to keep our cool because the one who stays calm always wins. Not that it's a game to win with, but you know what I mean. So there are three things that we can do, and here they are. All right, so I want you to think about the last time you had to deal with somebody difficult. Now, difficult people are, like I said, everywhere. They can be at work. They can be in our friends, so-called friends. Um, they could be somebody we meet at work and depending on your line of work. Hopefully, it's not someone you have to deal with every day or on a regular basis. But either which way, here are some things that you can do to try and stay calm and feel like you have some element of control of the situation. And remember, worst case scenario, always walk away. Some of these things, of course, we can use them for, you know, certain verbal conversations. Well, usually conversations are verbal. But if it gets to anything physical or people are trying to threaten or step a little bit over the line, which I have encountered before in a, uh, you know, customer service setting, then you have every right to back off and call for help. But most importantly, to distance yourself from the person who is causing or threatening harm. Now, that I have out of the way, number one, ask questions. Brian Tracy, he is an author, he's also a speaker, and he calls himself a success expert. Probably need one of those. Um, but he says, the person who asks questions has control. So things like, why do you say that? Or why do you feel that way? Could you explain a little more? These kind of leading questions, which are open-ended, when you pose these, you distance yourself from any emotional infliction that's intended and your curiosity to just get more information ends up acting as a neutralizer. This opens the door to getting to the crux of the situation and understanding why this person is behaving in that manner or whether there is miscommunication or perhaps a misalignment of expectations. A lot of times when someone is, let's say, pissed off or just being difficult, they feel that you're just going to sit there and take it and absorb. But in addition to reacting or lashing back out, 
To stand your ground can be done by simply asking questions. This way, you're telling the person, yes, I hear you, but I don't quite understand why you're approaching me in this manner or what your sentiments are. So when you ask questions, you take back that control of the conversation and eventually they should calm down. All right, number two, lower your volume and slow your pace. Here's the thing. When we're in defense mode, you'll probably know this as well, or you've noticed it with other people or with yourself, our voice not only has a tendency to get loud, but our speech tends to become fast. This is exactly why when people are angry or they're really, really fuming or furious, they end up saying things that they know they will regret later. Or you'll also find that they fumble over their words because there's just too much happening. There is no control. There is all the emotions are all over the place. Uh, physically and emotionally, they're not in a calm and composed position. But when you deliberately lower your own volume and you speak in a pace that sounds calm and controlled, even if you're not feeling that way in the beginning, you will begin to eventually. Because your body is going to signal to your brain and your brain will eventually calm down. Remember to breathe, though. <laughs> the calm in your voice and everything is going to come from even breathing. So remember to do that. Eventually, the other person will also begin to notice this. And it's likely that they are going to bring their volume down, too. I've actually tried it myself when someone has been yelling at me in my face. I bring down my volume. Not that I have a tendency to yell anyway. But the calmer I stay and the slower I speak, it eventually brings this strange sense of realization to them on how they sound and they don't like it. So they will eventually calm down or they will remove themselves from the situation. All right, number three, set your expectations. Marcus Aurelius, he is known as the Philosopher King, was the Emperor of Rome from, from 161 to 180 AD. And he strived to spread and practice the life philosophy of Stoicism as long as he lived. Something he did every morning was practice negative visualization. And not very optimistic, but hear me out. And he would imagine encountering all kinds of difficult people throughout the day. So when it did happen, he was not caught off guard or feeling unprepared. Like I said, this, not, this may not be the, the most positive or optimistic way to start the day, but it does strongly align with Stoicism, which is rooted in practicality and encourages us to see reality for what it really is, as compared to what we perceive it to be. So you don't necessarily have to sit every morning and visualize all the horrible people you're going to see. Maybe you have enough of a pulse on reality to know what that feels like. Um, but if and when that does happen, you know that there will be some unfavorable people that you need to interact with that day, then just take a moment to accept it and expect it so that you get it out of the way. All right, last little bonus tip is from the very talented, wise, and gorgeous actress Salma Hayek. She said in an interview once that if you are in the line of verbal fire with someone and they are speaking ill of you, and you don't speak the language, 
you'll actually have no clue as to what they're saying and will simply continue on your way. So similarly, taking a cue from Salma Hayek, just choose to not let their words penetrate. I want you to imagine that there is a shield around you and anytime a word arrow that's a horrible word attacks, it bounces right off the shield. All right, so in a nutshell, maintain your calm. The one who is calm will always have more coherence. When difficult people head your way, ask questions to neutralize the situation with your curiosity. Number two, lower your volume and slow your pace. Number three, set your expectations and be prepared to cross paths with such people. And lastly, bonus tip, imagine your shield protects you from all the nasties that are headed your way, but they'll bounce right off. All right. Thank you very much for listening. That is all I have for you today. Please take care, practice these tips, or share them with someone who you know will need it. Maybe they're in the line of work to hear this. I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.